Welcome to the Victory XR Show. I'm your host, Steve Grubbs, and today we are introducing a really exciting new product for colleges of business, schools of business across the United States. And so our guest today is John Saldana, and John is the professor or professor of supply chain management at uh, West Virginia's John Chambers College of Business. And I know it's got a longer name than that. John can elaborate, but uh, uh, it, the exciting thing is for almost two years now, Victory XR and West Virginia University have been working on a supply chain management logistics uh, product where students can, uh, can engage with a simulation. And so we are rolling that out. Uh, this, uh, this opportunity to talk with John on the Victory XR show will give us uh, a few minutes just to break down what that means, what it is, and then talk you know, in a larger sense about uh, uh, where we see uh, immersive learning uh, in, in the School of Business or College of Business. So, John, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me, Steve. I'm happy to talk about our work. Yeah, talk a little bit about your role at West Virginia, then let's get right into uh, the simulation. Sure. Um, so I joined West Virginia University in 2014 to help start the supply chain program. And we've, um, we've uh, grown since then. We've got uh, this exciting new lab initiative that we are excited about, uh, which is a big part of our growth plan. And um, what I really am interested through the lab, uh, the, the lab serves as a vehicle for three things. One is knowledge creation, knowledge dissemination, and then using that knowledge to help the residents of West Virginia region, nationally and internationally. So let's let's go back a little bit. What what is your background? Why why would somebody bring you into the university to uh, to get the supply chain management program off the ground? So I started uh, my career. Uh, I like to say on the front lines of supply chain management. I was in the merchant marine for ten years. So. Um, I've actually spent uh, 10 years, uh, so to speak, in the trenches of supply chain management, um, working on ships that bring a lot of the items that uh, you and I are currently wearing, um, that all of us use in our homes. And, uh, you know, seeing how supply chains operate from those frontline trenches and uh, getting excited about um, going to school again to learn about how we can make that process more efficient. I think that is what set me apart from many of my colleagues in graduate school. Um, so in Penn State, uh, I really got excited about, you know, understanding that global process, which really is, is what my research uh, is about and where I've spent most of my time teaching. And having that end-to-end -end, um, view of the supply chain, which I've always brought to whatever I've done in academia and in consulting and uh, working with practice, working with practitioners in industry, I think that is something that I've seen over the years uh, gain an appreciation for. And that's what I've tried to incorporate in the game as well, and what I've tried to inject in my teaching and my research, which is, you know, that end-to-end -end perspective and trying to understand all aspects of the supply chain, because it's so complicated. And through, through the years of experience, understanding what are those critical few decisions that can really shape um, 
the destiny of a company in terms of its profitability and its sustainability. Yeah, so, you know, it's interesting. I don't think that the words supply chain had come out of most Americans' mouths until the pandemic. And then, you know, for the first time in, in most people's lives, they walked into big box stores like Target or Walmart and the shelves were half empty, maybe mostly empty. And, and it was a little bit shocking for Americans to, to see how a lot of people in other countries frequently are, are, are the situation they frequently are in. And so uh, everybody became dramatically more interested in this whole supply chain thing. And uh, so, so I think it's relevant, not just for business schools, business colleges, but uh, for everybody now, because we do like well-stocked shelves. I know that. So let's get into the, um, the simulator, uh, the game. Uh, talk to me, put yourself in the shoes of a student. You put on your virtual reality headset, and now what do you see? What are you going to engage with? And what is the name of this experience? I'll start with the last question. So the name of this experience is Mountaineer Ice Cream. Uh, the Mountaineer Ice Cream Supply Chain Management Virtual Reality Game. It's a mouthful, but I like to call it uh, Mike. Fondly, Mike. Uh, it's, it's a labor of love. So Mountaineer Ice Cream is obviously, uh, uh, it's a nod to our state and the Mountaineer and the university mascot, which uh, I proudly wear. <laughs> so the mountaineer and the mountaineer musket. So um, mountaineer ice cream. There's a there's a case study where I go into, and of course that's also a um, so a, a, a nod of thanks to our our, our generous benefactors, um, the Worley family. So uh, you see some of their names sprinkled throughout the case. But uh, to your question about uh, students' experience, um, I've tried to incorporate, as I said, an end-to-end -end component and also the other aspect of supply chain management that I've tried to incorporate is um, the fact that supply chain management is not just a one or a two or a three person uh, enterprise or endeavor. It takes an entire enterprise, takes an entire supply chain to get any product from the earth because everything comes from some natural resource, whether it is forests or it comes from the earth mind or it's you know, if it's pumped out of the earth, whatever it is, it comes from the earth and then transformed along the way to the end consumer. So I've wanted to create some of that aspect in the management scheme. So as you enter the, the space, you'll see this virtual stylized version of a world. Uh, it's got three landmasses separated by water. And the goal is that um, you're gonna have students who have to make decisions about where they want to source their raw materials from and those options can be either domestically or internationally and as in many of our global supply chains internationally means you have to go across some large water bodies right oceans and that has been replicated in the case so you see that then you see the different um, like you would see on a supply chain map a stylized map uh, a company might maintain of its supply chain you'll see different icons and different graphics of suppliers plants warehouses markets and you can then click on any of those and then you start making decisions where do i 
source my my raw materials from. It's an ice cream company, Mountain Ice Cream. So you have to source your dairy and milk. And as is often the case, you want to locate your manufacturing facility closest to where your primary raw materials are. That's one of the one of the you know rules of thumb or one of the uh, basic theories of of location and manufacturing. That's why, for example, you see a lot of um, a lot of breweries located in uh, the beautiful Rockies, right, right next to all that beautiful mountain spring water. So, in this virtual world, you have, and just similar to places like Wisconsin and California, you have our mountain ice cream factory located to this to this uh, to the stylized dairy basin, which is in this fertile valley where you have all of the dairy sourced locally. And then you have the raw materials of sugar and flavoring and packaging that have to be sourced either domestically from the main land uh, where you have the five markets. Uh, I call it Cooperland. Again, it's a nod to West Virginia. And uh, locally, university uh, next to the university, we have Cooper's Rock, which is um, the name Cooper comes from uh, the barrel makers that used to make the barrels to store. I believe moonshine would be one of the items you store in in those barrels. So Cooperland is uh, this the main market where a main region where you have the five markets, and uh, you would have to source packaging from a domestic supply. You can source uh, some of the additives either from a domestic or a international supplier. And you can source uh, the sugars and flavorings from two different international suppliers. So that's what you would see. And then when you click on any of these different icons, you start making decisions. How much do you want to source from a supplier? What sort of uh, product service agreement do you want to enter into? The PSA. Uh, what What are you sourcing? Uh, what are the What are the quality criteria you want to have? What are the customer service criteria? How much fill rate? What is the lead time you want to have on manufacturing? Those sorts of things are decisions that students are going to make. Then you have to make decisions based upon what sort of mode of transportation you're going to use. Then once you choose the mode of transportation, what carriers are you going to use? Are you going to use expensive carriers that offer high services, or you want to use low-cost carriers that offer lower services? How are you going to route those? Again, the choice of carrier will determine how those are routed, which again is a is a is a replication of how. Uh, transportation logistics managers have to deal with in the real world. Then how do you uh, schedule your transportation? How, how do you schedule a production based upon your raw materials coming in? You can click on the plant and schedule your production. You have four different SKUs, two different flavors for two different channels. Again, trying to replicate that real world. So a distribution manager has to work with a production manager to make sure that the demand that they are realizing in those five markets can be met. A distribution manager has to determine which markets they want to serve for different products. Um, those are the decisions that uh, a company has to make. Do I serve all the markets or do I serve a certain market and uh, focus only on a certain market? And how do I grow my operation? Do I need to add more distribution centers? Do I add more production capacity? Do I add more raw material capacity? Do I now need to revisit my, uh, revisit my, uh, my supply contracts? And again, there are restrictions in the real world. You can only revisit supply contracts after one year. So all of those decisions that have to be made even before the game starts are items that students are going to see. The students are also going to see this big dashboard, which is something that I wanted to see in many games that we didn't see. We talk about dashboarding. We talk about KPIs. So students now have this opportunity to customize different KPIs 
that they can now configure on this dashboard. And there are dashboard configurations for if you're managing production, if you're managing raw material replenishment, if you're managing a supplier, uh, so supplier relationships, if you're managing distribution management, et cetera, et cetera. So typically, you know, you would also see five other members of your team because you're not running the supply chain alone and you don't want to be running the supply chain. So, you know, of course, this first first iteration is going to be just a, a single player iteration just to get some uh, get some sense in our classes of how students are reacting to different elements. But, um, you know, looking forward, we want to have this as a multiplayer event where players are in there together making decisions and actually observing what's going on after their decisions are made. So, John, is this um, obviously you do this uh, case study, this simulation prior to moving it into virtual reality in your own school, your own class. And, 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 I, and I think that you are the author of this particular case study. Um, is this more of an undergraduate case study or a graduate program or can it be used in either? I would say that we can. Um, my eventual goal. So right now, this is being targeted to more senior grad, to more senior undergraduate students, so seniors, um, so upperclassmen and MBA students. That's what I would see. And you could use this for continuous education for executive, uh, uh, middle middle level uh, executive. That's why the MBA would be a good uh, because it's more hands on. You know, rolling up his sleeves and stuff. But what we are hoping to do is we're hoping to have different features that we can turn on and turn off and allow even high schoolers to use this to introduce uh, you know right at the beginning i was talking about and you mentioned rightly so about how supply chain management became part of everybody's lexicon after COVID. i mean just last year i think the president in the state of the union mentioned supply chain you know over three dozen times so you know it's become a it's become a late night comedy joke as well so, so it's a, it's a punchline but you know that's a good thing for us because now we have a lot of students and companies are excited because we had this talent gap. So to in order to fill that talent gap, we have to be able to reach high schoolers. And my hope is and the goal of this product is to be able to put it in the hands of high school uh, teachers and introduce students who are interested in business careers to be able to see how supply chains work and use it as sort of a supply chain tycoon type of a game, right? And, you know, run your own supply chain. And uh, for them to get excited about careers in supply chains, see how rigorous a career in supply chain is. Uh, I think we are one of the few STEM designated supply chain programs in the country. And, you know, we want to show students that, you know, you love engineering, but you're not really kicked on, you know, how Theoretical engineering might seem here as a practical application of how you can apply those same concepts in a very hands-on setting and then go and work in businesses and you can see the, 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 the effect of your decisions actually play out um, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis. So we hope from high schoolers all the way up to professionals, because if you think about it, and I know you want to move on to something else deeper, you think about it, the, the game offers us tremendous flexibility. For example, I can turn off a port and mimic what would be happening if there would be a strike in a West Coast port. Or I could turn off a region and say, okay, you can't supply from this and mimic a geopolitical reality that supply chain managers have to face today. So now you have to, on a dime, turn around and say, okay, now where do I get these supplies from? So we can recreate all these scenarios in that game in the future. And John, I know that, uh, first of all, our guest today is John Saldana. 
uh, Professor of Supply Chain Management, West Virginia University's uh, John Chambers College of Business. Uh, so, John, I know there's some reading materials, uh, the case study that accompany this. Uh, where does that fit in? Do students read that first and then engage in the game simulation? Yes. So the goal of uh, so if if I was an instructor, um, I would I would read the case and have the students read the case first. And there's a there's a significant amount of um, analysis that students can do even beforehand with the data we provide in the case study. Um, and instructors can, depending upon their course objectives and their learning objectives, our students focus on different aspects of production, distribution, transportation, warehousing to, to get students a deeper dive into a certain area and use it pedagogically for that. Or if they just want to use it as a capstone project to encompass the entire learning of the senior supply chain students, undergraduate experience, they can do that as well, because as I said, it's end to end. So before going into the, even before you put on a VR headset or, you know, before you start making decisions in the game, you want to read the, you want to read the head, you want to read the case study that has all of the data necessary for you to start analyzing some of those data to inform the decisions you'll make. So now let's put ourselves into the shoes of a professor. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll say that I am a professor at the University of Iowa Tippy College of Business. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm building this into my, my, my curriculum, my course planning. Is this a one week activity, a one day activity, a one month activity? What, what do you recommend as far as uh, students um, engaging in this and how it fits into the coursework? So in the case study itself, I've made a several recommendations. They're actually, you have the case study and then you have a teaching note. So the teaching note that accompanies the case study, I've made recommendations for various timelines. If you want to just do a show and tell, so as an MBA instructor, if your goal is to do a survey of business methods and business disciplines, then you want to show what supply chain management is. You could just set it up and you could set it up so that you, you allowed it to run for one year, got students to just experience it, play around with it and see what supply chain decisions they needed to make, how those decisions would probably break the simulation and cause them to lose a lot of money and then give them an appreciation and have a discussion and that might just be a one-hour event you could just speed up the simulation and you could show okay this is what happens these are the kpis and mba students would have an understanding of you know inventory turns they would have an understanding on you know uh, their profits their revenues etc so you could make some you could you could make some prior um requirements that students different groups even you could have make different decisions and then do a comparison and get an appreciation of how these supply chain decisions affect different parts of the supply chain up and downstream of the manufacturer and including the manufacturer. Another aspect is you could run it as part of one module, which would be a one week or a two week, depending upon how many times uh, you meet. And you could just run it for two years and that would give you, that would give you eight quarters and you could have students work on it um, four quarters at a time uh, either over two days or over two weeks 
and then have students make those decisions after giving them the case study maybe over a weekend to study and do and get an appreciation so that that motivates different um, learning objectives and saying, see, now this is why it's necessary, for example, to understand transportation management. This is why it's necessary to understand inventory management. This is why it's necessary to understand the Little's Law, uh, you know, and, and, you know, bringing out those different aspects of theoretical supply chain knowledge that they're going to touch upon in their classes. Um, another way I've recommended is maybe do a four-year uh, simulation where you have students now over a 12-week semester, um, you know, do a deep dive and actually play the game competitively with each other. And there is a there is a scoring sheet. So we use a bill. Uh, I've used a balanced scorecard approach, and there's a scoring sheet. And you could use that for grade, and you could use that for different uh, ways of uh, of evaluating the teams and their performance. So now students will have to use that experience to actually maximize their profit and maximize their their firm's performance relative to the other teams in the class. And that I recommend is having debrief sessions every week, which would be maybe every one to two quarters and, you know, asking students about what their performance has been, why their performance has been a particular way, comparing scoreboards across different teams and trying to understand the different strategies, because you could use multiple different strategies and still be a fairly effective, uh, uh, still, still manage a fairly effective and, and, and successful business. And you want to hear those different perspectives so that um, so that students get an appreciation of there's not just one single way of of running the business. And that's a great environment to have that sort of discussion in an MBA class. So but let's say I'm teaching an intro to business class. Is there a you know, in the chapter on supply chain management, is there an opportunity for me just to run this in in that chapter? In that week or two weeks on that particular chapter yes so that that's the way i would um, you know either one of those two modalities where you would either have students put in certain different um decisions in where you would give those decisions to the students and then they could see different outcomes and compare those outcomes in a discussion setting in the classroom or you could actually have you know um sort of a boot camp where they would actually make those decisions intuitively themselves uh, based upon the inputs, which would be very, uh, you know, which would be very uh, um, part of the course rather for an MBA class where you would give them a lot of information. And now, you know, they have to make intuitive decisions based upon the, 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 the inputs of the case. And then within a week or two week frame, they could, uh, they could uh, make those uh, they could make those decisions and see the outcomes and then have a discussion on what their understanding of supply chain was from that experience. Excellent. And, and so just for our listeners um, or watcher, viewers, uh, this will be available on VXR Labs. Uh, you can download VXR Labs for free from uh, the MetaQuest store. And then there will be uh, a separate fee to, um, to acquire the, the license to this particular uh, exercise this particular simulation. So uh, VXR Labs again available on the Meta Quest store, and then um, you'll find it there. So um, we're we're going to run out of time here very shortly. This half hour went extremely fast, but 
Um, let's let's let me ask you a couple questions because you've really had a you've really had a progressive, forward-thinking view of how immersive learning, virtual reality, metaverse, how it can all play into education. And so I'd sort of like to to wrap up today with you know give us your philosophy on integrating immersive learning into uh, into a class and then and then also maybe your hope for the future so the reason why i i was drawn to virtual reality was threefold one is being in morgantown and i've taught at two other universities as well in ohio and pennsylvania and being at our sitting in our idyllic college towns beautiful as they are provides very little opportunities for students to go out and actually experience supply chain problems and see how supply chains work except as you and i consumers who go to a store and don't find something there right i mean that's that's our typical interaction with the supply chain um, or we pass trucks and trains during our our travels so the first thing that i see virtual reality bringing to students is actually putting them and bringing to life the concepts that we talk about in class so a lot of the content that we develop in our lab is 360 video of various supply chain environments of manufacturing facilities, distribution centers, ports, airports, barge ports, uh, trucking operations, et cetera. So we want to put students in the center of the action. And that is something that uh, we want to put them in places which are dangerous, inaccessible. For example, 200 feet up in a crane operator's cabin, watching how the crane operators you know moving this 40 ton spreader and trying to get this you know 40 ton container off the ship uh in high winds and get an appreciation for when they are uh when they are a customer you know not uh, yelling at the person at the end of the phone but realizing that there's multiple steps and multiple things that will go wrong at every step and and you know making them better citizens and greater appreciators of complexities that are involved so that is a key thing that we wouldn't be able to experience in 2D. In 2D, it's wonderful, but when you're actually there and it's alive, you can actually see it. The other problem in 2D is we, when we show videos, students see that as a time to pull out their phones and say, you know what, um, what my friend is saying is more interesting than what the professor is, is, yeah. is talking about. So in 360, they're captive to what we say, and they're actually looking at everything around them. The second thing that that I think is really compelling is we can we can make things actually you know interactive so for example we can i can do a quiz i can stop and i can pop up a call out and ask them a question now they have to answer the question and they have to answer the question right there is no question about it because they're all there like on the engage platform they're all there with me and now they have to talk to me and i can do that whether i'm traveling or whether there's a student at home sick or, or we're all in the classroom together the third thing is um uh we are working with companies to build training world-class training and that training involves um, normally those those company and our students to actually work on a case where it's written for the students it's written for the employees that they have to glean the details of that case and try to put themselves in the shoes of the protagonist written about in the case what virtual reality allows us to do is actually bring that alive for the students, actually put the student in that virtual environment and then make them go and collect the data and solve the problem on the production line. 
and then go and implement countermeasures and see what the effects of those countermeasures are in real time and collect the data and understand what they're doing is actually making a difference. So, you know, with the with with the you know with, with a structured problem solving approach, we can actually get students, which would not be possible in the real world. We wouldn't be able to stop a line and get students to go and and interact with you know all the different components of that line, collecting data. It just is not, you know, it's cost prohibitive to do that and obviously too dangerous in many cases. But we can do that in virtual reality and have our students and build a philosophy and build a build a, a, a mindset that yes you learn in college but this learning should be a lifelong uh, experience throughout your life you're going to be learners learning does not stop once you leave and inculcating that into you know lower classmen middle class junior, uh, juniors and seniors as well is an important component i believe of building you know, building future supply chain professionals who can be effective in their jobs and don't stop learning and have that experience of going out and studying the problem where it's actually occurring and then using those approaches to, to do it, which would not be possible without virtual reality. Yeah, that's, you know what, the work you've done on this is um, not only innovative and groundbreaking, but I think it's transformative in the way that not only students, but um, executives or supply chain managers and companies will will learn uh, how best to approach supply chain in the future. And so my hat is off to you. Um, it's been a long process, but um, I know that uh, this is something that's going to be transformative. And so I'm, I'm extremely grateful that we had the chance to uh, work with you on this project and roll it out. So uh, with that, let me oh. say uh, thank you yeah, thank you. Thank you, Steve. And I appreciate the, I appreciate your trust and your journey that we've done together and taken together. And I think uh, I appreciate all the kind things that you said. And it's really, you know, uh, like I told you, when was it? Three years ago in Santa Clara. I think, you know, when you have two people with, uh, with a vision that, that is similar, that we can work together and execute, I think, you know, that's where, you know, all these transformative things can happen. And I'm grateful for your partnership along the way. Well, we're going to make big things happen. So uh, again, to our, our viewers and listeners, I'll just say uh, download VXR Labs or go to our website at victoryxr.com. And then on the little search tool, uh, just type in supply chain and, and this product page will uh, pop up and you'll have more information. But uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, we have a great guest next week. We always have great guests. So uh, keep tuning in and subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. So I'm Steve Grubbs, your Victory XR host, and thank you for joining us today.